Welcome to episode three of Accelerated Startup Academy. Today, I'm lending my platform to important voices providing an education on racism because black lives finally seem to matter. The interview segment on this episode is with my good friend and one of the best known startup lawyers in Silicon Valley, Louis Lahoe. I've known Louis for over a decade as he has worked tirelessly to become one of the top go-to people on anything related to the all-important topic of law in startup land. Here we go, this is episode three. Thank you for joining. I'm your host, Vitaly Golomb, author of the best-selling book by the same name, Accelerated Startup. I've built a career in Silicon Valley on all sides of the table as an entrepreneur, investor, and now an investment banker helping fast-growing companies raise money and find exits via M&A. On this show, I cover important topics of the day and dig deep into practical and tactical advice from some of the best subject matter experts in the tech world. My goal is to help you unleash your potential by turning your ideas into products and those products into great tech companies. If you haven't yet, hit subscribe on YouTube or in your favorite podcast app, wherever you may be listening or watching this episode, and you'll be the first to know when future episodes drop. We'll shortly jump into the interview with Louis Lahoe, managing partner of L2 Council, on everything you need to know about Startup Legal. It is really good. You'll love it. But first, let me take a moment to talk about why black lives finally matter. As a species, we are still quite primitive. Groups of people still try to find ways to feel superior over their neighbors. This is mostly driven by their own hangups and insecurities. In reality, there's only one race. We all came from the same dark-skinned mothers less than 800 generations ago. As people moved away from the equator, their skin tone evolved differently. That's it. Now, I'm not black, and I can't pretend to fully understand the strife of African Americans. However, I was born into a Soviet Jewish family who then chose to escape to the U.S. in large part due to anti-Semitism. I was too young to have much first-hand experience, but my parents had plenty. The reverse of affirmative action, or quotas, uh, limits on how many Jews would be allowed into top universities, management jobs, or government jobs, which were highly sought after in those days, and in the one kitchen, one bathroom communal apartment we shared with five families, our drunk neighbor broke bottles on our door screaming, go back to Israel, you filthy Jews. There were also stories of pogroms from my grandparents' days and many, many other examples. Now, I'm proud and fortunate to have close friends all over the world learning from this wide variety of cultures, experiences, accents, colors, points of view is very important to me. And for this reason, it is difficult for me to understand why many people fight their perception of quote-unquote different instead of embracing it. Adjacent to this once-in-a-century global pandemic we're going through, we are also living through an incredible civil rights moment, a great awakening where the hopeful amongst us are seeing an inflection point greater than in the summer of 1968. I wasn't around then, but I read lots about it. The hashtag MeToo movement provided a social media era template for Black Lives Matter, and it feels like we're finally making progress. In part because uh, the Black Lives Matter protests have now spread to 3,421 global cities since May 25th, 2020. This is simply incredible. But to my dismay, I'm also realizing just how many otherwise successful, wise, and just generally nice people are woefully undereducated on the history of being black in America, what that means, and the institutional racism that still very much exists. 
Ironically, many of these people are immigrants themselves who escaped similar experiences to my family's, but have seemingly forgotten that others still need help. So for this episode, I've compiled a short list of videos and articles that made an impact on me. I've uh, sent it to a lot of my friends and family, and I hope this will help you and those you care about. You can call it a curriculum on American Racism 101. Uh, you can read it on Medium, LinkedIn, and my personal website. I will put the links to the articles into the show notes, and I highly encourage you to check it out. Louis Leho represents private companies, financial sponsors, venture capitalists, investors, and investment banks in forming, financing, governing, buying, and selling companies. He has extensive experience assisting a wide variety of businesses at all stages of development, from two founders and a laptop through venture capital financing to IPO and beyond. Having advised non-US multinationals looking to access US capital markets for years, he is uniquely positioned to assist companies with cross-border transactions as well. I can go on and on about my good friend, Louis. He is incredibly passionate about what he does and he helps all of his clients and is very, very loyal friend. I am proud to call him a friend. And here's our interview on Startup Legal. Louis, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Vitaly, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. All right, so let's dive right in. You are a startup founder. You want to ruin your life. You started a startup. Startups, we know, are very special new companies that are designed to grow fast. And having a stable foundation is that much more important. From a legal standpoint, uh, what would you suggest doing first? Um, the first thing you ought to do is hire counsel. Uh, the, the, one of the most important relationships you and your startup are going to have is, is, is uh, with your outside counsel. Um, before you quit your, your job, uh, you need to make sure that you do that properly. You look before you leap. Uh, and everything is in order. Uh, you need to select the right entity so that you're doing business in the name of a corporate entity that is appropriately stru structured for your circumstances, both from a corporate and a tax perspective, and that you're protecting your intellectual property. And Vitaly, that one of the real challenges of being a startup fund founder is that your need for counsel is greatest at formation when you have zero cash. So the challenge is to find the right counsel that will work with you and the limited resources you have, um, who will defer fees, who will give you um, very clear project billing or, or fixed fees, and who really is going to use technology-enabled uh, services to replace human beings with, with technology wherever and whenever possible so that um, you, know, you can really um, reduce errors and uh, reduce uh, fees as one of the most important costs that you also run up in your first couple of years is outside counsel. And so, um, yeah, the best outside counsel understand this. Um, they work with a lot of startups in volume. Uh, they have people that work with them in volume across the specialties that they're going to need. And they provide project billing and, and deferred and flexible billing arrangements so that um, you can be comfortable calling them uh, when you need them and, and that your communication is not restricted to the times when the house is already burning. Uh, because that oftentimes is uh, is too late or or could have been avoided. Um, so th th those are my thoughts, Vitaly. Great, it's a great start. I think you um, you uh, you actually went into a few few of the next ones that I had uh, for you. <laughs> so as a founder, how do you choose the right lawyer? What what does that mean? As a, is it somebody that understands 